0: Welcome, all oh, you gardening cats and gators. Thanks a lot for tuning in. June 29th, and what a day. It is beautiful. A beautiful day to go to a garden talk at a nursery, So, because uh, <laughs> I'm going to be at Sky Nursery at 2 p.m. today. It's going to be mainly stump to chump. I'm going to give away a few really cool plants and then I'll have some tough, tough stumper questions for you to try and win those plants. And then I definitely will give away a Gardening with Cisco t-shirt in one of my books. So uh, I hope lots of you come. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I love Sky Nursery. I haven't spoke there for a while. So I'm really excited about doing that today. And, uh, hey, I do want to say hi to all the folks that uh, came to my mini-talks. <laughs> <laughs> this week. So uh last Saturday I bolted in my Mini Cooper out to uh uh Christensen's nursery. That is a gorgeous nursery out there in Mount Vernon and uh John and Tony do an incredible job running that nursery and they have some of the best beds because he's kind of a rose expert. So it was a rosy day out there, kinda big rose festival. And uh so uh, John and I gave a talk together, and I swear to God, I gave away half his nursery. <laughs> that was so fun. So uh, that was just great. So all you folks that came, and, um, you know, he gave away a lot of the roses that are mentioned. In, or we didn't give away any roses, but he showed. He's the rose expert. He was talking about a lot of the roses. Uh, roses that are listed in Nita Joe Roundtree's book, Growing Roses in the Pacific Northwest. They're way more disease resistant now. These new ones coming out, they're fragrant. They're fantastic. Right now, uh, South Africa is blooming in my garden and everybody that walks by goes, oh my gosh, look at that rose. It is a gorgeous yellow rose. It is just about as beautiful as a rose can be. Pretty fragrant, not as fragrant as some, but uh, pretty fragrant. And my old standby, uh, hot cocoa is also in full bloom. And boy, is that a fantastic rose. Gets very little disease. Not a lot of fragrance, even though when it first came out, they said, oh, this is going to be so fragrant. But boy, what a gorgeous rose. So that was just a total fun day. And uh, so all of you, huge audience out there. So uh, thanks so much for coming to Christensen's Nursery for a rosy day out. And uh, so then I went to the Vashon Center for the Arts uh, Garden Tour. Oh, was that fun. And I wanted to go to the West Seattle Garden Tour really bad, but time made it impossible. I had to hop on the ferry But I heard uh, from Jeff Daly that it was a huge success, so I'm really happy to hear about that. And uh, I only had time to visit two gardens. I went to Mary and Witt Carthart Garden. Holy cats, was that magnificent! She collects the art and makes a lot of it. And uh, Witt is a uh, garden collector of the top of the line, so he's collecting fantastic rare and unusual plants. It was so fun walking through that garden, getting a guided tour. It was just amazing. And then I went over to Javier Sotolo's garden. This guy can build anything. He's a stained glass expert. He's got a greenhouse with stained glass in it. I've never seen that before. (laughs) Really cool all kinds of structures all over his garden, and he's crazy for lilies. I never saw so many lilies that bloom. It was so impressive. So uh, those were the two gardens I mainly saw. I also saw the new wetland. They're really fixing up the wetland, trying to make it really neat and inviting for people to come learn about wetlands over at the Center for the Arts. So that was, that was just a blast. Thank you for inviting me, and I gave a talk on uh, – on my favorite plants and gave away a bunch, it was a fun day. And I did something really unusual I've never done before today. I went to before I did this and it was I went to a trial garden. So it's Smith Gardens up in Marysville and they what they do is they growers from all over the world send their plants to them and they trial them to see how they do in the Pacific Northwest. And so, first of all, I'm seeing all these plants that are going to come out next year or the next year or the next year. So that was really exciting, seeing some incredible things. One thing I saw that I've never seen before was an ornamental purslane. Purslane is the worst weed I've ever had. It's haunted me in every home I've ever had in my life. (laughs) Okay, we didn't have it in Wischewsk, and it's probably too cold. But it's a succulent weed that drives you nuts. It's quite edible. But they had an ornamental purslane with these big orange flowers. Oh, la la. Really cool. So watch out for that. Mary said she thought she saw one in a nursery somewhere. So keep an eye out. But I would plant that maybe in a pot or see if your neighbor will let you plant it on their garden. <laughs> I'm still not too sure about this persilane, ornamental persilane. I'm a little afraid of it. But there were a lot of cool new begonias that are going to be coming out that just to die for. So uh, this was really a treat. I got to meet all kinds of growers from all over the world, and buyers are there from all over the world. It was a really big event, and I saw a few of my local nursery friends there too, which was wonderful and uh, then i gave a talk a virtual tour of mary and my garden which is a really fun tour cuz as you probably know we divide the garden into his and her gardens if we didn't we'd murder each other or we'd be spending so much on marriage counseling it wouldn't it'd be impossible so uh it was really a fun talk i think and i think people really enjoyed it so it's had a lot of humor in it so it was fun and uh really fun to see how uh, they, how people create these new plants and then find out if they'll work in a certain area. So they have uh, Smith Gardens, they've been doing this for a long, long time. And they have trial gardens down in Oregon, up in Bellingham and Marysville, I think somewhere else too. So, uh, So anyway, it was really fun. I got it. Was fun getting a bird's eye view of uh, new plants that'll be coming out soon. All right, so don't forget, I'm going to be at Sky Nursery 2 p.m. today. Uh, the, the talk's going to be out in the outer garden area, in the middle of the nursery, and um, I can't wait. This is going to be a lot of fun, and I have got some tough questions for you guys. Of course, I'll be answering all your garden questions the best I can. And I used to. I Listen, I don't do it anymore, so don't worry. I used to throw Brussels sprouts at people who stump me. I throw beets now. They fly farther and they make a big red splotch. So, <laughs> all right, listen, we've got one caller on the line. I'm flying solo today. One triple eight nine seven three Cairo. One triple eight nine seven three five four seven six and uh and we're gonna put you on the air when we come back in just a minute on ninety-seven three Cairo FM. And what a weekend it is. Oh la la. I'm going to garden like a wild man tomorrow because uh, I'm doing a photo shoot for the cover for my new book that's coming out this spring, doing that Monday at my house. Oh, I'm so excited. It's almost done. All right. Hey, we're going to Ann in Whatcom County. Ann, thanks for giving me a call, and welcome to the show. Hi, Cisco. Hi. Hi, Ann. Uh,
1: Yes, Uh, two questions. The one is coffee. Grounds. Now, coffee grounds apparently have a lot of nitrogen in them, but uh, um, and when the water runs through, it takes the acid out, so the grounds are not particularly acid, as I understand it.
0: You're right. You're right about that.
1: However, you know, I get my coffee grounds from Starbucks, and they don't use organic coffee. Coffee is, spray- is sprayed with so much tox- very toxic chemicals, and I'm just wondering about that. Have you asked them if
0: I, if they get organic coffee, they no, might. I,
1: Starbucks doesn't. Maybe oh. in Seattle, but not out here. I, oh, I get the coffee from Bellingham, and I started thinking about that. I was like, God, I'm an organic gardener. I don't put anything, and here I'm dumping lots of coffee grounds on. And this year, I really did put a lot, and I'm just winning the residue.
0: Well, you know, I have no idea on that. I I would think that the, whatever residue would be on the outside of the coffee bean so when they roast it and everything that you know they remove that so i'm thinking probably not With something i'd worry about
1: because beans are actually burnt to a, in a you know they have dark roasts uh, right so they're burnt and you wonder how much of that is Boy. destroyed, and then this coffee that comes out, which is intense. Uh,
0: <laughs> most of I, I'll tell you, Ann, if you were in the audience at Sky Nursery and asked me that this afternoon, you'd be ducking beats. You stumped the tweedle out of me, you rascal. <laughs> I don't know okay. the answer to that question, but I okay. think if, you're, if, if it's a worry, maybe you should see if there's some organic uh, companies out there no, using,
1: no, actually, there isn't any place that's served strictly. No. Well, yeah, there is. Like, you know, maybe a food co-op or something. But the thing is, Starbucks is very, very gracious.
0: I know, about, they give away their coffee grounds. And, I, I
1: know, and they put it in these little, in these bags. I mean, it's wonderful.
0: Well, here's it, my opinion, Ann. I really think that you don't have to worry about that.
1: I thought the same thing. I, I started thinking, that I thought, oh, gee. But uh, the nitrogen, uh, uh, from what I understand, is, uh, it's pretty high in the ground.
0: It's not too high, but you probably shouldn't do it any more than every six weeks around an individual plant.
1: Consider. Oh, no, I don't do that. As a rule, I just dig it into the soil.
0: Oh, yeah, so...
1: It's sort of broadcast, let's put it that way.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that, I can't see uh, how you have anything to worry about, oh, okay. and you're improving okay, next your soil.
1: question is uh, that wonderful buttercup. Oh. And I had it, and I tried everything. Uh, well, what did I try? Uh, I think I tried spraying a little vinegar right in the center. That didn't work too good. Uh, then I... <laughs> Then I used some, uh, I just sprayed it, but obviously I hit the grass with burnout, you know, the organic.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I burnt the grass, and I'm not kidding you, it took almost a year for the grass to come back. So then I had uh, the the people do my lawn, I finally thought, okay, why don't you spray the buttercup? Which he did, and whatever he put on it last year, it stunk to high heaven, Mm -hmm. and the buttercup was alive and well this
0: spring. Yeah. Buttercup is one of the hardest things to get rid of. I can tell you've got a wet spot where that buttercup's... Uh,
1: I've heard that. And I'm wondering if my water system is not distributing the water. You know, water systems, you can only control them so much.
0: Yeah, you probably are getting some kind of a buildup of water. you got in got wet soils in that area. And if you could stop that... Then it's easier to get rid of buttercup. But if, you know, and I'll tell you, straight white vinegar would work, but it has to be a really hot, sunny day. Yeah, I know, but the vinegar... It'll kill the grass. Yeah. It'll kill the grass. But then you can reseed.
1: Oh, yeah, you bump. (laughs) (laughs) Another job. Okay. The white vinegar, what if you just got down your hands and knees and... Burn out and only spray it right, you know, with a...
0: Oh, yeah. That'll work.
1: ...stems cutting because uh, that burn out...
0: Uh, That's got cloves and it's got it's cloves and acid and a whole bunch of stuff. If you're really careful and only spray it right on that, but you're going to have to spray adequate amount. You don't want to go out there on your hands and knees... Trying to spray this buttercup out, not put enough on. You want to do it on the hottest, sunniest day you can find, and you gotta, you gotta put enough on that you know no, you're I'm gonna just talking, kill it. But
1: what about right, you know, where the stems go into the ground? Oh, that be because perfect? It's, it's a rhiz- it's a it has a rhizome, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. It's it it what? Yeah, it's got a big rhizome. They go underground. They also right, right. seed themselves.
1: Yeah. Okay. What if you just sprayed right in the you know where they go into the ground, so you wouldn't really be killing. You might kill grass an inch around, but not. Right. Hey, that, would that, that ha- or just? that does it Have to. Be that's a what leaf?
0: I do. That's what I do with straight white vinegar. I have a a spray bottle with a long yeah. wand, and I put a yeah. funnel on the end. And I stick it on so that funnel keeps it right on the weed I'm trying to kill.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I've got a plastic funnel and I can use that
0: with the burnout. Then you don't have to get on your hands and knees either. You can just walk around, but you still gotta you gotta spray the living tweedle out of those guys. Otherwise, it won't work, and all your work will be for nothing. And do it on the hottest sunny day you got, and then you only have to reseed the spots. You're going to have little dead spots no matter what you do, and uh, you just got to reseed those. Punch holes, put the seed in the holes, and in three weeks, you'll never know you did anything. And I think you're better off using vinegar okay. than the other stuff because that stuff really does, that can last in the soil a little while because it's so strong. Vinegar's oh, not yeah, that because, strong.
1: Yeah, the grass didn't come back. I mean, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, uh, all you know, most of last summer.
0: Well, I do this. I do this to all the dandelions in my garden, and uh, it kills them dead. And then I just reseed, you know, uh, right yeah. away. Pretty soon, I punch some holes, put some seed in. Three weeks, you can't tell I ever did anything.
1: Well, you know what, well, there's even a better solution? It's called a grandpa weeder. You know that thing that goes oh, in the thing, ground.
0: You get two for the price of one with that. <laughs> I don't like that up. tool. But you know what works better? A hook. So you get one of those hooks. It's got three or four prongs that you know uh, are in a hook shape on the end of a long-handled tool. You stick, that, you stick that trident right in there, and then you push it forward, and boink, out comes the uh, buttercup. That's the way to do it. Works 100 times better. Okay, Anne, I think I somehow lost you, but uh, i am got to take a break. And uh, I will be back when I'm back. Joan from Renton, we're going to pop you on 97.3 Cairo FM. Right back. She, she, do you understand me. La la. Let's go down to Renton and talk to Joan. Hi, Joan. Hi, how are you today? Hey, really great. thanks.
2: So I have a question about a plant that you recommended uh, probably about four years ago. We went and bought at a nursery out on Vashon a potentilla, G-E-L-I-D-A.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you say Jalida or Galida, but it's one of those two. That's that one with the beautiful silver foliage.
2: It is just gorgeous. And this year it's really coming to its own on our in our garden. Cool. So, of course, I want more, and my friends also want it. And we have covered every nursery in this area. Nobody has it.
1: Oh, and no, we no. called
2: the distributors in um, Oregon, and they said, well, maybe next year. So wow. is there a way for me to propagate it uh, by seed, by cuttings, you know, a glass of water, rooting hormone, divide it in the spring? Uh, well, that's it, it is such a gorgeous plant. I would like to have a dozen more.
0: I'm trying to think if you can divide that plant, and I don't think you can. It, what you can do is go out there and see where the branches have, like, uh, are lying on the ground, some of mm-hmm. those little branches, and if tug on them. If they're rooted, you can just dig those. You can cut them off the mama plant, use a trowel to dig it out, get it right into a pot, and uh, water really, really well. Keep it in semi-shade. I know this is a sun-loving plant, but... And um and you'll have new ones. See so mm-hmm. I but I don't know if they root themselves when they move along like that. So that would be one way. You could also try cutting off a few of the branches, um you know, pull off the lower leaves and make it about an eight inch long one and, and uh keep the oh bottom four inches in water. And it uh, takes a long, long time for a plant like that to root, and some plants do it easy, some don't. On this pot until I have no idea whether it it will or not, you know. So uh, oh. it would it'd be worth cutting off a couple of branches to try it.
2: Okay, all right. So maybe put some rocks on some lower branches on the ground so they would want to oh, root. Yeah.
0: And then cover and them with then, cover them with a little soil, but make sure to end at a branch is sticking out of the ground. Oh, that that should root it pretty dang quick. It'll okay. take a year, pretty darn quick as a year. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I, it's worth the wait. It it is a beautiful plant.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I'm so happy you loved it because I love it. And uh, when I recommend something, you know, I always think oh, I hope people like it as much as I do. It's really that silver foliage, the yellow flowers are nice too, but that's a wonderful wonderful plant. It's for everybody listen, it's Potentilla I think Jalida, it's G E E L I D A. And uh yeah. the the thing about that plant it, so everybody knows is that it is kind of rare. You it comes and goes. Now there may be some nurseries around that have it, you know, one you you could try could call West Seattle Nursery. They often have some unusual plants there. And, uh, well, you know, all of the main nurseries, Sky, Malbach's, Swanson's, uh, there's a chance uh, that they've got it, you know. You just never know. So Wells, yeah. Medina, have, have you called all those guys? Because they oh, have, well, have the rare plants. I not
2: called plant. West Seattle or Wells, but...
0: You might give those two a try, but it sounds like uh, it sounds like there's just a real shortage on it this year.
2: And it's, they they all kind of said it was late in the late in the season. That's true too. The end.
0: That's true too. Mm-hmm. People tend. Can I uh, ask
2: you about a huh? I, I'm sorry. Uh, I was gonna. Can I ask you about a gunnera?
0: Sure. Yeah. You betcha.
2: We have one of those also. Should we remove the flowers that are coming up? Because we really want to promote the leaf growth.
0: You shouldn't have to do that. Okay. Yeah, because I think the the flower actually is really cool looking because then it becomes that big cone full of seeds. It's mm-hmm. one of the coolest looking things I've ever seen. And I'm not sure it's going to like that being cut back like that. Now, I'm not sure. I've never tried that. But the trick to getting Gunnera really big Fertilize it with organic lawn food. Oh, it loves that.
2: Organic lawn food?
0: Yeah, so it's high in nitrogen. And um, you get a little bit of other things the plant needs, but it mainly is just giving it a blast of nitrogen, you know. I think it's like uh, eating a T-bone steak or something. (laughs) You get a lot of protein. So uh, (laughs) I... You give it, you give it a bunch of that, and so you can't burn the plant with that because it's organic. So uh, it has to be eaten by the little microorganisms in the soil before it becomes uh, available to the plant. So you give it that, keep it well watered. I'm sure you know those gunneras need a lot of water. These things come from uh, South America, and they. Always, I've seen them when I've hiked out over there, and they're always right along streams, you know. And uh, so they like a lot of water, but they don't like sitting in water. So, and you give it that uh, fertilizer, and I think you'll see that thing take off like a rocket. And you, the leaves they get the size of five people. I mean, it is so cool. I've seen them twenty feet tall, just enormous leaves, you know, so big you can't believe it. So. Try that. I guarantee you're going to see some growth on that baby.
2: We will get that fertilizer today.
0: Good. How long have you had that, uh, Gunnerut?
2: We've had it in this spot for, this is its second year. Oh,
0: good. So it made it and, through last winter.
2: Oh, yes. But we did kind of baby
0: it. And good. we put
2: the leaves on the crown before
0: Just what I was going to recommend. Just what mm-hmm. I was going to recommend. You did it before the snow. You are brilliant. <laughs> you saved your plant. Well, we listen to your show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's too great. Well, hey, listen, yeah, try that. And sometime if you come to a talk or give me another call, let me know how that works for you. It won't happen overnight, but you'll start to see it really take off.
2: Well, it'll be fun to see if we could get it uh, the size of five people.
0: Go right ahead. now you the will. are about four feet. All right, you will. I... I can count on it. You're going to get the biggest leaves you've ever seen on that guy. Excellent. Cool.
2: How often should we put the organic fertilizer
0: on it? Uh, Well, you know, the problem is I do it now for sure. But be mm-hmm. careful about doing it too late in the year because if you force tons and tons of growth, it may not want to harden off for the winter. So I'd say do it now. Let's see. And then I think you could... Get away with it six weeks from now again, or even four weeks from now. Do it. Do it now, and do it a month later, and then don't do it again. Whatever you do, and then next year you could start earlier with it, and probably do it three times a month apart.
2: Three
0: times a month? Did you say? Yeah. Th- no. Three. Th- do it three times each time a month apart.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Spring three times. Yeah, one month
0: each. Uh-huh. Yeah, one month apart, and then uh, then I wouldn't do it anymore after that. Start. You could start in uh, April, April, May, and June. Do those three, and uh, uh-huh. you should get tons of growth from doing that. All right. Listen, I have to run, but uh, thank you. Let me know how it all goes. Okay. We'll do it. All right. Thanks, Joan. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, we'll be right back. We're going to talk to Rachel in North Bend when we come back on 97.3 Cairo FM. Okay. And, um, hey, I forgot to tell you something, and that is that the Skagit Symphony is having their garden tour Sunday, and uh, goes from 10 to 4. It's a self-guided tour of six lovely gardens in La and Mount Vernon. And all the funds benefit the music-making and education programs of the Skagit Symphony. So, uh, hey, there's a link right in, the, in uh, my events page on cisco.com if you want to find out about that. It's good to help those good causes, and you have so much fun seeing great gardens. Okay, now we're going to Rachel over in North Bend. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing?
3: Hey, Go Good. How are you?
0: Just great. Thanks.
3: Awesome. Hey, I had a quick question for you. On Mother's Day, I got three azalea bushes um, from my husband. They're all deciduous. Um, they're beautiful. They have like a yellow-pink um, bloom on them. Well, when we got them, I noticed that they had a little green caterpillar-ish kind of bug on them and um, did some research. And I think they were sawhorse larvae. Does that sound correct?
0: Uh, what were they again?
3: They were like a green tiny little caterpillar that blended right in with the bush and it was, or on the leaf and it was, was it, and right on a, the outside.
0: Is it a sawfly? Is that Yes, soft fly. Yeah. Probably is a soft fly. So are you're seeing like almost see through spots on the leaves is what
3: Yes, and all of a sudden I started noticing some brown spots, and not just on one, on all three of them. Do you know if that would be from that fly, or is that like a kind of mold or like a fungus?
0: Well, a brown spot it it's Possible. Here's the way to tell. If it's an insect or anything, if the brown spot is a scale, let's say, you should be able to rub it off without destroying the tissue of the leaf. If you try and rub it off and the leaf tears, then it's probably a fungus.
3: Okay. Okay. Now, if it's a fungus, is there, do you have any good remedy how to get rid of that?
0: Well, you probably can't do much. Here's one thing. Try not to get the leaves wet. So okay. do you have an automatic watering system or do you?
3: No, I do it myself. Oh, good. I just got the good old-fashioned hose.
0: Yeah, you and <laughs> me both. So so I, there, I think the key thing, and let me tell you, these deciduous azaleas need a fair amount of water. If they don't oh. get it, they get powdery mildew, which will come out later, but it'll drive you nuts. It looks like someone put powdered sugar all over the plant. So (laughs) you don't want that. No. So (laughs) so, uh, what I would do, I'm not sure that you can really, that it's even worse spraying anything now that the rain has quit. If you can keep the leaves dry, any fungus, if it is a fungus, isn't going to spread until next spring, and all those leaves are going to fall off. In the fall, so you can rake those up the best you can because okay. those if it is a fungus they 're going to sporulate and shoot spores back into the plant and you 're going to get even more of it next spring uh, when the leaves okay. stay wet you know it's the leaves have to be wet these spores land on them they have to sit on a wet leaf for a certain amount of time before they can uh, germinate and or sporulate and then Get into the leaf. So uh, next spring, you might try spraying it with something like a neem oil. Okay. Yeah, neem oil. It stops funguses really well. And if there's any of those caterpillars, which are really soft flies, they're not caterpillars, but that's all right. It'll it would get them too at the same time. So you're protected both. Sort of minute the leaves start coming out, you might want to spray uh, neem oil. Uh, maybe once the minute the leaves start coming out, once when they're halfway out, once when they're all the way out. And then if it's real rainy, horrible spring, you might do it like one more time. Alright,
3: is that like uh, like in another week or like another month?
0: Usually it tells on uh, the neem oil, but you could spray that every week if you have to.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty Uh darn safe product and it It's good. It doesn't harm the environment. Uh, It's not dangerous for you, you know. So it's a good product.
3: You know, Cisco, can I, is it, in case it is that, can I plant other plants next to it, or should I wait?
0: I think you could plant other plants next to it, no problem. uh, Because most funguses are very specific, Even most bugs are, although aphids will go on anything, but most bugs are pretty specific on what they're going to attack, and same with fungus. So I don't think, you know, if you put a roadie by it, you might get a problem or something. Hey, one more thing. Check under the leaves and make sure you don't have tar spots under there. If you see a bunch of tar spots, you could have lace bug. It does attack azaleas. And if you got that, neem oil would help with that right away. Okay. Yeah. To
3: start with that. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, awesome. and and just to be safe, genius as I am, <laughs> you <laughs> you might want to take a few uh, a little branch into a master gardener clinic. They're all over the place, and you could do a search on the computer. Where's a uh, uh, master gardener clinic? In North Bend. And you could take a few of those leaves. They could help you by looking at them. They're really good at knowing what's wrong. And if they see them, they're going to be able to tell you, oh, you've got this or you've got that.
3: I think there is one at the Issaquah Farmer's Market. The master, the wazoo one is there. I think I might take them in and have them take a peek.
0: Yeah, i do that for sure.
3: Okay. I will do that. Thanks so much, Cisco. Go ahead. Right. appreciate it. Hey, Rachel. was fun listening
0: to you. Uh, thanks a lot. Enjoy this beautiful day today. Bye-bye.
3: Yeah, you do the same.
0: Right. Bye. Bye. Hey, so uh, don't forget now, I am going to be at Sky Nursery at 2 p.m. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be really fun. And uh, just I'll end with a quick story. Uh, my wife, Mary, wasn't too happy last night because uh, we saw this really fun little kid that loves our pup, Izzy, and she had our two pups. But she was petting little Leo's tummy and everything, and Mary wasn't paying attention. Izzy snuck away when no one was looking to the neighbor's yard, went in their back door, ate their cat food, and was running around in their house and Mary didn't see anyone. He had to she had to run in their house chase Izzy all through the house. The guy comes into the living room and goes, What are you doing in here? <laughs> She's like, I'm chasing my dog. Have you seen her? So uh what is it with dogs that just uh like to embarrass the livid tweedle out of you at every chance they get? I'll never know, but <laughs> it's part of life for sure. Okay, well, it's so darn nice out. Uh, you got to get out and garden, but you really should come to Sky Nursery, and come to my talk instead. Oh, oh la la! Brian, thank you as always, buddy. Okay, everyone, enjoy this incredible weather. But don't forget, keep eating your Brussels sprouts. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Hey!